0: I don't get, don't get scared and start turning off your radios, huh? I'm not advertising or trying to sell you anything. If the mouthwash you're using uh, is uh, not the right kind and it tastes sort of like sheep dip, why, you just have to go right on using it. I can't advise any other kind, so...
1: Welcome to Bacon, Beans, and Limousines. This is a Will Rogers Memorial Museum podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Crumweedy.
2: Guys, and I'm Bart Taylor. Uh, This is our 10th podcast. We are happy to have you on in here. Um, Last week, you heard a little bit of part one of vaudeville. This week, we are recording a live podcast in our buddy uh, Bo Jennings' house out in Norman. So uh, we're gonna go over his project about Will Rogers and uh, get his feedback in. So stay tuned, Uh, sit back, relax, Please pop on those cowboy boots and we'll be right back. Bye.
1: All right, guys. We're back. We are back. This uh, this is a really exciting podcast for us. We, uh, Jacob, you sound excited. Can't you tell from the tone <laughs> of my voice? I told you
2: you should have got some coffee.
1: <laughs> I should. <laughs> Actually, this is our first podcast to do that. I don't have coffee. That's I didn't even why. think about that. That is That's why you were telling me to get coffee.
2: Exactly. I just want to keep things normal.
1: What was I thinking? Well, well, what we're doing this this week, um, we're not normally uh, <laughs> we don't normally record in Norman, Oklahoma, but uh, we're down in Norman uh, with a good friend of the museum, Bo Jennings. Yeah, um, he's doing a project on Pro- the life of Will Rogers. Yeah,
2: project on the Will Rogers, and uh, he's going to share a, maybe a little special tune or two here with us uh, by the end of the podcast. So should be a good one.
1: Yeah. So we're taking a little break from Will Rogers' life. We're going to talk a. Um, A little bit more about Will Rogers' life just told in a different way. So um, that's what we're going to be doing today. I'm pretty darn excited about it. Yeah,
2: we're sitting in our buddy's living room, not in the basement. So we're just pleased to be out of that basement.
1: Yeah, it's cold and depressing. It you? is
2: really cold, <laughs> but uh, guys, we are we are pretty excited to be out here and doing something a little bit different this time. So, um, another thing is we're going to start doing a uh, web series that uh, that goes off of our podcast. Um, maybe doesn't have to, something to do exactly with the podcast, but it still talks about Will Rogers and the uh, the times as well.
1: Yeah, it's basically a video podcast instead of just the audio component. We're going to be doing a lot of uh, you know. Um, things around the museum where we're focusing on a particular object or you know telling stories you know about will's life and just different ways so keep an eye out for that that's we're gonna try to be working that here within the next couple months and hopefully get some stuff together and
2: that sounds good sounds like some good fun well guys uh, we're gonna give you a little commercial taste and uh, we'll be right back with mr. Bo Jennings you betcha thanks
1: This is uh, we're sitting here actually in um, Bo Jennings' dining room.
2: Oh man, it is amazing. I, n- I never really thought that I'd get to experience his living room like this, but we're we're here. We talked about it for a year or so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Bo, tell us a little about yourself. Um, what what it is you do, and um, you know what you what you do as far as in the music world.
3: Yeah, sure. Well, first, thanks for having me, guys. I'm, Not a problem. Very very honored to be on this podcast well good we're glad to have you yeah um i'm a songwriter uh, a singer and a songwriter here in uh norman oklahoma um i'm from oklahoma um and i've i've been playing music for i would say about 10 years now writing my writing my own song i would say i've been writing my own songs for about 10 and playing in other bands for about 15 okay so,
2: excellent and has that helped you think uh in in working towards this uh The Will Rogers Project in developing your songwriter chops as well as being in a
3: band? I think so. I think that um, trying to learn how to write songs is... I feel like when you first start, it's really easy because you're younger and you've got so many things that you've never written about before. Yeah. Um, You know, heartbreak or relationships or this or that. Yeah. That there's just a wealth of material to draw from. And after you write a number of songs, you start to you start to say, you know, what else can I write about? And um, I think that's what led me ultimately to what we're about to talk about.
2: Right, right, your connection to Will Rogers. Sure, yeah. All right.
1: Well, this project is called The Vertigris in Search of Will Rogers. Uh, tell us a little bit about um, kind of how you came about this idea and what motivated you to do this.
3: Um, I, I spent some time in New York. I moved to New York City um, just to live to play music to work just to experience the uh the culture um and while i was out there i kind of got um i guess i would say my focus i I thought my focus would be on the city as far as subjects to write about Uh i thought that would um fascinate me more than it did and instead it kind of um turned my attention back home I'm not sure why that is. It might be because you feel y- it, it's easy to feel competitive in New York City. Yeah. You see so many people that are better than you or they, they look better than you and they're better at you than this. <laughs> they have more money than you. <laughs> and you start, to, you start to wonder what it is that makes you you yeah. and what mm-hmm. it is that you have that's unique or th- something along those lines. Yeah. Um, so I started to think back about, where I'm from and how I can incorporate that into songwriting. And, um, around that same time, my folks had a, I came home to visit at one point and my folks had Will's biography on their coffee table. Oh, nice. And, uh, I grabbed it and read it and I really liked it. And I remembered how much I enjoyed going to the museum when I was a kid. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Um, I grew up in Inola, which is very close to Claremore, Mm -hmm. which is where the museum is. And, um, it, it, it re sparked, reignited my interest in will. And I realized, um, what a fascinating person he was and that there was a wealth of material to write about. And I, I, it almost started as a joke with me. To, you know, I'm going to write a whole record about Will Rogers. <laughs> um, how ridiculous would that be? Yeah. And the songs started coming to me and it, uh, it, it just started, they just started flowing out of me. And next thing I knew it, it became a, an actual project.
2: So this, uh, this project, get, it, was it a Kickstarter project, or ex- explain that? To
3: Later it became a Kickstarter. Did, okay. um, the, yeah, the idea was to make a record, and I, I knew it would be, at least to myself and maybe some other people, kind of a special record, or at least not a typical album. Right. Um, and so I was looking for interesting ways to record it, and actually one of my first ideas was to come talk to someone at the museum. I knew no, I knew no one at the museum at the time, but I was like, I'm going to, maybe I can record it in that theater. I remembered the theater Uh and I thought maybe if I talk to the right person and come up with some money or something, I can go in there at night and record. That was my first idea. Um, logistics kind of got in the way and of doing that. And then around that same time, I got pretty interested in, um, uh, Alan Lomax, yeah, uh, who used to record all the old folk and blues guys around, yeah. and he would go to them. Right. He would record them on their porch or, you know, in the field or whatever. Right. And I thought that I loved that idea, and it somehow I can't remember how A went led to B, but it occurred to me to, to um, well, like I guess I realized that Will traveled extensively right. and went to so many places. And I thought it would be really great to incorporate the geography yeah. um, of these tunes into the recording process. Um, and it, at one point it just occurred to me to travel and re- record the songs um, in whatever location was specific to the subject matter of the song. Yeah. Um, and then you know, in whatever ambiance w- that was part of the, part of the location whether i'm on a boat uh-huh. maybe you hear the water lapping against the boat or if i'm uh you know by a road you hear the car- the traffic going by
1: mm-hmm.
3: um i was i was like that's all just going to be part of the album those yeah. are just that's just part of it um and then i thought well this is quite an endeavor we, maybe we should document it in another way we should take a lot of photos and and then <laughs> i just one thing led to another and was right. like well let's film it Let's film these So the do- documentary
2: side came first, and then, or was it the music side that got you The interested?
3: idea to make the record came first, okay. and then when I realized what an undertaking it would be, it seemed like we should, we should make a documentary as well. Yeah, right?
1: that's a really fantastic idea. Um, I really like that Al, Al, uh, Lomax component. That's, that's really cool. I never, it never occurred to me that that was a connection there.
2: So, so really, uh, Bo, what draws you to Will Rogers specifically? What, what made you want to do this project? you Um, said about reading the biography and and that got you sparked but
3: sure some of the things i said earlier about um uh looking for you know interesting subject matter that wasn't that wasn't so um how do i say it it wasn't so directly related to myself you know it's these aren't they're not songs about me or my thoughts on things necessarily it was it was a nice way to project onto someone else right and maybe look for the sort of things that you look for in songs that you normally write look for those things through the lens of through through another lens and in this case it was the lens of Will Rogers life which to me is very cinematic very expansive very
2: covers a lot of ground
3: it covers it a it lot does. of ground and he you know not only geographically but he he mastered so many um uh disciplines right and was so well known that it just seemed like there was a wealth of uh things to write that's about that's great right
1: now did you um you were saying that you started this project with the idea of an album in mind and it just kind of evolved into the documentary had you had any experience doing any documentary um filming or any sort of filmmaking projects
3: i hadn't no <laughs> um um, the way, really the only reason I was able to move forward with the idea of making a documentary was um, I'm, I became friends with uh, Bradley Beasley, a filmmaker from Oklahoma, and um, he helped me uh, make essentially a trailer. We we came to um, Ulaga, which is where Will was born, and shot some shot some footage out there and we were able to put together basically a teaser or a trailer yeah. to say, Hey, here's, here's what we're trying to do. Here's mm-hmm. an example. Um, and we used that video eventually as a, uh, as a fundraising tool, uh, with Kickstarter. Um, if people don't know what Kickstarter is, it's just a way to raise money for a project online. People can, people can go to the website and see, see how it works and they, they can donate money so you got a
2: good response out of that
3: yeah we we were able to meet our goal um we didn't we only set a certain goal just to kind of get us off the ground making a documentary film is can be pretty cost prohibitive and sure i had never done a, a a crowdsourced fundraising project and i didn't know how much i could raise so we didn't we didn't try to raise the whole amount but it was enough to get us going and um so we've, we've just sc- scraped it together since then.
1: Yeah. Now, what I've always liked about your music is, you know, your ability to t- tell compelling stories through music and uh, through the songwriting process. Now, and that's pretty much what your idea here is to go through each of these places and tell a story through the music.
3: Uh, yeah, definitely. Good. <laughs> <laughs> that's a yes or no question. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, there were... I found a lot of compelling stories in yeah, Will's life. Sure. And not only Will's life, but the people in his life. Also, I found them to be pretty interesting figures. Wiley Post. Sure. Uh, Charles Lindbergh. Mm-hmm. Um, Will's father. Um, FDR. I mean, he, he rubbed elbows with everybody. Oh, yeah.
2: He was friends with them all.
3: Yeah.
1: Now, how many, how many of these stories are you essentially looking at telling as you go through the documentary and the album?
3: Um, I don't know. I don't know the, the number of stories I, I set out to write. I, 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 to some degree, I made an attempt to write about major events Mm -hmm. in his life, uh, his birth. Um, when he first left home to travel the world, um, when he when he got married, uh, a few other things, and obviously when when he died in Alaska, um, I got a couple songs out of that. Right, right. Um, but I also tried to not keep it so storyteller songwriter per se. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of the songs came out more abstract. Some of them were an um, like an imagined conversation I might have with Will or. One is even like an imagined conversation with his ghost, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, and then some are, some are about or through the. I'm sorry, through the perspective of other people in his life. There's one I wrote from the perspective of his father. Mm-hmm. Um, one from the perspective of his mother. Um, so I tried to look at it through lots of angles just to keep it interesting for myself and hopefully the, the listener too.
2: Right. There's a certain story that really you were like, I've got to write a song about this that stood out to you
3: uh, specifically
2: that you were like, man, this, this is has to be.
3: Yeah. I, I think the one, like I mentioned earlier about him traveling the world. Yeah. Um, him and his buddy, they go to Argentina and they get, they run out of money because what they, what do they want to be ranchers down there? And there's right. all the land was already bought and there's no way to make money. So he, yeah. he ends up on that, on a wild Texas Jacks, wild west show. And right. he's on a boat going across the world and he loses all his money in a card game. Right. <laughs> and he has to save up to come back home. And the, one of the stories that I thought was really great was, um, he met a, a gypsy woman who gave him a handkerchief, um, and said you know hang on to this until you until you find find the girl you want to marry oh yeah and uh and he ended up giving that eventually to betty um it's a great story (laughs) yeah yeah there was there's just tons of those little little anecdotes that that will roger's
2: life is made of those it seems like that whole biography is made of absolutely is this forrest gump but it's actually will roger's living out his life I (laughs) i feel like
3: there's any number of amazing dramatic movies that could be made about any number of his periods of life.
1: Um, Now, as you've gone to these locations, have you kind of scouted scouted around and looked for places that have inspired you? Or when you go to some of these places, do you find something that really sticks out to you as that might be a good idea for a story, a song to write, or be a part of the documentary somehow?
3: To to some degree. um, Some of the places... So you know obviously I live in Oklahoma and when I went to Uliga I was able to go there a couple times mm-hmm. beforehand and I was able to kind of craft the song after having visited Uliga and then go back and actually record it. Um some of the other spots I wrote the song ahead of time just because I wasn't going to go back to Al- Barrow Alaska a second time. Right. Um but that's interesting that you ask that because I had the song that I had planned on singing at the crash site in Alaska. Uh-huh. Um, but I, when I was on the plane heading over there, I, I just tried to imagine singing the song that I had already prepared, and it didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. So on the plane, I wrote a new one oh, and wow. sang that at the crash site. Huh. Um so there there's been some rewriting as I as I'm either on as I was either on the way to the site or when I got there there's definitely I tried to leave enough space for the environment to affect either the songwriting or the performance. I tried to let the area be as part of the song as possible. Yeah. Right.
2: Um one thing I thought was neat um, when we talked earlier when you came and played the songs at the uh, the museum was your experience at the ranch? Can you tell us a little bit about the uh, the ranch and
3: and what you did there? Sure. Yeah, I'm trying to remember which story about playing on the piano. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. in California. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I'd written a song. This this is the one I referenced earlier about um, imagining an encounter with with Will's ghost. Uh-huh. Um, I I had visited the the the, the ranch a few years earlier and I'd seen his cowboy boots at the, at the foot of his, his old bed essentially. Yeah. And those struck me for some reason, not, Absolutely. I'm not exactly sure why, but it's a powerful I, image. I mean, it is. Yeah. A, yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, a, a song came to me because of that, and also because his piano is in the living room. Um, so I came back home and I, I wrote a song on the piano. With the hopes of being able to play it on on the actual piano when I got there, but not sure, not being sure if that was going to be possible. Yeah.
2: <laughs> can I play on your old Will Rogers piano? Exactly, <laughs> sure. exactly. <Everyone> and <laughs> so
3: I I reached out to um, the curator in California, and understandably, show, understandably so, she was like, uh, probably not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's old and. And I I think I'd even brought up the idea of, well, I'll, you know, I'll pay for it to be tuned. And, and she was, you know, she was just like, well, we might snap a string. And and I was thinking, yeah, that, uh, maybe I shouldn't, (laughs) but I, but we get out there and, um, I'm still keeping the faith alive in the back of my mind that we can, I can play on it. And I brought my guitar just as like a backup. Like I'll play the song on guitar, Mm -hmm. uh, in the same room if if that's what it comes to and uh at one point i asked her she was really nice her name's rochelle yeah and i sat down i said can i just sit at the piano <laughs> and uh maybe just put my hands on the keys or something along those lines just i just kind of kept pushing 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 i think i said hey can i sit at the piano just have my picture taken and she said that's fine and then I said, "Hey, can I just pretend I'm playing for a photo?" Just, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I put my hands on the keys. And at one point, I think she said, um, "Looks like it would. Looks like it would be. it mean a lot to you to to play it." That's I said, awesome. "Well, I said, well, it would." She goes, "Well, let's just see how it sounds. Play a chord." So I played a chord, and it was in tune, which oh, wow. was really wow. Shocking so she probably to wanted it. to hear it just as much as you do, <laughs> exactly. Um, and I, I, I fully expected it to be. You know, unplayable, right? Not in tune, and maybe the keys don't even work. Um, but it was in tune, and all the keys worked. Wow! And she said, "You know, I, I think I think it'd be fine for you to go ahead and play." So I thought, "Oh, this is great!" So well, we did a few takes of the Were song. Pretty nervous doing that. Um, I was leading into it, yeah. And when I left, I definitely was thinking, "Man, that that's that really cool amazing. that that got to happen." Yeah. When I when I was actually playing, it was a little just more like I, I was able to just focus on the performance. Sure, and playing song
2: that's so neat. That, I love that's story. that's
1: really cool that you're able to do that. Yeah, it, the-
3: it felt like a nice bit of. Will Rogers mythology That I got to kind of Interact (laughs) with in a way Yeah
1: How
2: many people Have got to touch that piano You know I don't think anybody (laughs) Except maybe maybe. Arnold Schwarzenegger and you You know (laughs) He was governor
1: Now The name of The name of the project uh, The Vertigris And source of Will Rogers Where where did you come up With that name And what's the What's the connection there
3: Um, The short answer Is that The Vertigris Is the name of the river That runs Sure Basically They dammed up The Vertigris River Mm -hmm. I think in like the 50s Yeah and it created Ulagot Lake. Mm-hmm. Ullagat Lake is it, it now covers the actual ground that Will was born on, right? Because they had to move Will Rogers' birthhouse. Such an interesting three story. quarter miles, <laughs> three quarters of a mile to the north. Just I think. The hill, yeah. Yeah. Um, when I first heard that story, um, well, obviously I wanted a song about where Will was born, mm-hmm. and. The, the immediate, the most immediately obvious location to do that was in his birth house. But then I read that story and I said, well, he actually wasn't born there. Like he was born, like the closest I can get is to get on a boat. Right. And hopefully get over roughly where he was born. Yeah. And that's where that idea came from. Okay. And it, it also seemed just a more interesting locale. And mm-hmm. um, Oh, that was so
2: cool how you did it. It definitely stood out to me. Yeah, it, it just
3: seemed like an opportunity to do something kind of, kind of different and 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 just to be more accurate about where right. <laughs> where it happened. Sure,
1: a couple. Uh, actually, it's not this winter, but the winter before we had just a terrible drought, and you know the the lake was down considerably. And so I actually walked out there and found the where the foundation was. Oh, did it you? Was, it was so cool. Oh, cool. Um, there wasn't obviously. It was just a big pile of rubble but uh you know I, it it was neat to stand there and look out over the over the lake and see obviously not what Will saw but you could still see the same horizon sure see the hills in the distance that he would have been looking at growing up it was really really a fantastic fantastic experience During this process um what sort of problems have you faced as far as putting this whole project together both the album and the documentary
3: Uh, a lot, all all kinds, all (laughs) kinds of problems. Um, there's been, you know, there's been fundraising, uh, obstacles. Um, I, I've, I've definitely gotten a lot of support, Mm -hmm. but it takes a lot of money to make a film. Yeah. So there's been, there's been that, um, there's been a lot of logistical problems. Like I mentioned, going to figure, hopefully playing his piano and that that was able to happen. Um, probably the hardest, the hardest location to coordinate was going to Alaska. Yeah. Um, there's not a whole lot in Barrow, no, which for people that don't know where Will and Wiley died in a plane crash in 1935. It was, it was 15 miles to the uh, West of it's basically a village still Mm -hmm. today of Barrow. Um, so Barrow itself is hard to, there's no, there's not like a tour guide out there that's going to take you out to Will and Wiley's crash site. Right. There's hard, it's hard enough to book a hotel in Barrow, um, much less find someone to take you to the crash site. So I had, we flew to Anchorage and with just the vaguest notion of how we were going to get to the crash site Mm -hmm. and no exaggeration it was the night before we stayed in anchorage a night or two and a night and the night before we were to fly to barrow uh a a friend that i'd made in anchorage who was kind of acting as my um liaison no exaggeration he knew a guy who knew a guy who knew a guy (laughs) who had uh three four wheelers no way and that's um and that's how we got to the crash site. Wow. On four wheelers. On four wheelers. Oh, wow. Um, I say three of them. One of them broke down uh, when we, or or one wouldn't start up in the garage. So we were only able to take two. Still, it's amazing. (laughs) Um,
1: That would have been quite a walk otherwise.
3: (laughs) Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, that's uh, going out there to Barrow when you're flying out there. Was that a little bit of an unnerving experience just knowing the whole, the whole process of Will going out there and, you know, he was kind of on vacation himself and going out there to, you know, planning on landing in Barrow and was a little unnerving as you were flying. There. A little,
3: <laughs> a little. We we had thought about that and made plenty of jokes about it. We weren't trying to land on water for one. Sure. We weren't in a little homemade biplane <laughs> also. I think our pilot had both eyes. Yeah, he had both eyes. With
1: him. Yeah, that's good. That's helpful. <clears throat>
2: Well, Bo, um, there's a couple questions I want to ask you. Um, when do you think this project is going to come out, and uh, what are we looking at the timetables? And
3: well, I I keep saying this, but we're, we're right on the edge of <laughs> wrapping it up. Um, actually, in a, I think in about a month, um, we're going to do a a rough screening for some for some folks who can awesome. who can uh, kind of help us finish up the editing, give us some feedback, and. But essentially, hope to have the I think the film should be done this at the end of the spring. Um, at that point, it's just a matter of uh, what's the best route to release it. Yeah. And a lot of that is new to me. I'm, I've been working with some producers out of Dallas, uh-huh. um, aviation cinemas, and they um, they've got a lot of uh, they know they know more than I do about how mm-hmm. to get it into festivals and oh, yeah that that whole route so that once the film is done the timetable then becomes based on uh the the film festival schedule yeah um but we're also looking to go other routes to maybe um ideally some public television yeah type stuff i think that would be a, a pretty good home for it absolutely for it i i don't i don't know i'm not I'm not going to say it's a groundbreaking thing by any means, but I'm also not exactly sure what to do with it mm-hmm. as far as documentaries go. Cause it's got amusing component. Sure. A little bit of a historical component. Um, so I, someone, someone will know what to do with it. Yeah. So well,
1: it's, it's a, it's definitely unique. I think, you know, it's one of those things that, um, uh, it's not your average documentary. It's definitely not your average album.
3: <laughs> right.
1: Um, during this whole process, um, what have you learned? What have you learned during the process? You know, whether it be about Will Rogers or just about you know making a, a film in general.
3: Oh wow! Um, I think the thing that I've learned about Will is how I I, I knew based on what I've read how widespread his appeal was. Um, but as I've interviewed people and as I've traveled, I've been able to kind of see firsthand how moving he can be for, for people all, all these years later. Sure. Um, not only for people around Oklahoma, but, uh, people I met in New York and in California and Alaska. Um, I don't know what that quality is exactly, but it, it's been able to travel through time and through different, you know, medias and, um, even though there's a still a lot of, um, I guess, confusion or just ignorance about who Will was and what he did, mm-hmm. a lot of people confuse him with Roy Rogers oh, that or music. Woody Guthrie. Sure. You know, <laughs> um, there's still some kind of core element there that seems to really touch people. That's been real interesting to see and and validating to me. Because, like you asked earlier, you're like, "Why are you doing this?" And mm-hmm. it's a little bit difficult to answer. And it's kind of part of the reason I made the I'm making the film was to explore that source of inspiration.
1: Interesting. Yeah, that's, also,
2: that's pretty neat. Because for our podcast, um, obviously, Will is a definite source of inspiration for us, and that's mainly you know why we wanted to make something like this uh, to educate, entertain, and something Will would have probably been a been a part of as well. Sure. sure.
1: Well, um folks that want to keep up with what you're doing, what's the best way to to stay tuned as far as uh, getting updates on the project and everything?
3: Well, you can um you could visit my website which is bojennings.com, b e a u. Uh, I also have a website for the the film itself which is theverdigrisfilm.com. And as the album and film uh, get closer to completion and those plans solidify that that website will have more and more updates but you can see the trailer uh, a couple trailers actually that i was mentioning earlier yeah. and watch those on that website good sounds great to
2: me well guys i think we have a, a little treat for you here today and uh, it's not gonna be me or jacob singing and playing music for you it's gonna be mr bo jennings can give you a little treat so i'd say give us a minute or two and we'll be right back thanks Guys, and we're back. And that was Jacob hitting the table with his head. Sorry, that's okay. Guys, uh, we have a treat here for us today. Um, we came all the way to Norman to visit with our good friend Bo Jennings, and he's gonna do a little performance for us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that was a, I think that was really a heck of a, a interview. It was good to sit down and listen to him and um, hear about the process. Anyway, he's uh, gracious enough to uh, uh, let us continue and play a little songs uh, that's gonna be coming from the album. So, Bo, take it away.
0: A wiretapped report to Washington came From Alaska on the banks of that sad, sad lake Oh, what a state the world would be in He flew into the wind. Yes, Kim Claire, he watched from the shore. He'd seen him take off just moments before. That engine stalled flat and the plane dipped again. Post, he flew into the wind. Claire ran back to town to tell what he saw. The wreckage, the water, the wings bent like straw. They gathered around to sing Eskimo oh, hymns. They carried their bodies back into the wind. The flags they were lowered down to half mast. the memories of both men would last One man they call the Cherokee Kid and One wily Post who flew into the wind But the radio shore, let the radio waves bring them back to shore, let them crash and roll and rip and roar, let the radio waves bring them back to shore.
2: guys that was pleasurable
1: that was absolutely fantastic i really really enjoyed the heck out of this this whole episode honestly doing the the interview and the um and bo's performance there that was really great bo um is there anything else bart that we want to talk about real quick before we go
2: i think it's just the usuals
1: okay well we want to thank um the will rogers memorial commission and the Will rogers memorial foundation for making this podcast possible uh, this episode was produced by Calvin Frank and Bart Taylor. Oh man! And written and edited by Jacob Crumweedy and Bart Taylor. Special thanks goes out to Bo Jennings, and as well as the uh, Move Trio for the uh, intro music. And uh, we didn't have any sources this week because we didn't do any uh, research. No sources. Well, we're lazy.
2: <laughs> well, uh, again, Bo, we really do appreciate you coming out, and uh, it is uh, going to be a good one. Thanks, guys. It's a good time. A lot of fun. Good. Thanks. Well, we'll see you next time on uh, episode 11 of uh, Bacon, Beans, and Limousines. See you next time. Thanks, guys.